0: You're listening to Our Prophet, a collaboration between Sahlain and Al Hudja Islamic Seminary. If you enjoy this podcast, please consider becoming our patron by donating at slash support Previously, if you remember, we talked about an elderly man by the name of Amr ibn al-Jamuh. And basically he kind of uh, had a lame leg, an affected leg and we talked about how he farewelled his family, they did not want him to go, in the end he went and he had sons with him who also became Shaheed, he went for the Shahada. We talked about him before and we talked about Hamdala as well. After he 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 was martyred, his wife came. Imagine Um, a a woman who's come to claim the body of her husband and the body of her sons. Any woman would break down, but this great woman, the wife of Amr ibn al-Jamuh, she was so proud of her husband and her sons, she came taking their bodies, so she would take them to Medina, possibly in the Baqi 'ah, and bury them there. Now something interesting happened when she was transporting the body of her husband, Amr ibn al-Jamuh, when she left the Uhud area, his body was being transported on a camel. The camel stopped, just refused to go. She was puzzled, she kept trying to pull the camel, she had men pull the camel, it would stop, it would not be willing to bring him to Medina. So she went and she asked the Prophet sallallahu she told him, Ya Rasulullah, I don't understand what's happening. I want to bring the body of my husband to bury him in Medina, but the camel's not moving. The Prophet sallallahu told her, Innal Jamala Lamamur, I can tell you that the camel's being commanded. By Allah subhanahu wa ta'ala not to go. Then the Prophet asks her, Hal qala Amr ibn shay'an? Did he say something before he died? Like a last will? Did he say something? She said, Yes, Ya Rasulullah. When he went to Uhud and he left us behind, he said, Allahumma la taruddani ila ahli warzukni shahada. He said, Oh Allah, I don't want to go back. Just give me shahada. And subhanallah, the Prophet told her, Allah accepted his dua. And because he said, Oh Allah, I don't want to go back to my city. I want to die as a shaheed. Allah wants him to be buried there at Uhud. So don't bring him back to Medina. It was his wish to be buried over there at the place of his shahada. So basically she buried him and also her sons by Mount Uhud. If you've gone to the Hajj or Umrah, you go by their graves. Of course, the shayateen will surround you and try to stop you from reading the ziyarah on their grave. But many of you have been to their grave, which is at the foot of Mount Uhud. Say Attaq, when somebody dies in the war, don't you have to bury them in the battleground? Like, uh, I heard that you have, don't you have to like, Yes, there is one of the laws of the Shaheed to have them to have him buried in the battleground. Maybe this was something that was revealed later, because these are the early you know days of the religion of Islam. But she wanted to bring him back to. Medina, the Prophet said, no, keep him where he is. Allah has answered his prayer, yes. But the Shaheed is to be buried wherever he's found in the battlefield. Now, the Prophet told his wife that your husband and your sons, now I can see they have been joined together in paradise. Another example of one of the amazing companions of the Prophet is a man by the name of Saad ibn Rabia. Saad ibn Rabia was on the ground after the battle was over. He was on the ground, living his final moments. The Prophet said, "Who can bring Saad ibn Rabia for me? I want to see him." So one of the companions saw him lying with the dead. So he kept calling on him, "Ya Saad, Ya Saad." He did not respond. Then he said, "Ya Saad, Inna Rasul Allah sallallahu The messenger of God is asking about you. When he heard that, he basically raised his head and he was refreshed with this new energy. He was so fatigued, you know, dying on the ground. He was refreshed with this energy, and he said with a faint voice, "Inna Rasul Allah hai? The prophet is still alive because remember there were rumors in the battlefield spread. That the Prophet had been killed. He became so ecstatic and energized to hear that the Prophet sallallahu alaihi is alive. He said yes, he is alive. sa said Alhamdulillah, I thank Allah, deliver my salam to him and tell my people the Ansar that you have no excuse, be, before Allah if the Prophet is hurt with a thorn, as long as you're alive. You cannot let that happen. Defend Rasulullah sallallahu alaihi wa. He says the, the witness says, he said these final words and he died. I came to the Prophet, I told him what happened. The Prophet sallallahu alaihi wa stated, Rahimallahu sa'adan, nasarana hayan when he was alive, he supported us. And when he was dying, he commanded his people to support us. Rahimallahu <laughs> So we really see that there were true supporters on that day who died in the way of Islam. But it was really, really a tragic battle. 70 Muslims were killed. Amongst them, Hamza, Sayyid al-Shuhada, the uncle of the Prophet sallallahu alaihi And historical evidence shows, look at the you know, evil nature of the Quraysh. Every Muslim body that was left in the battlefield, those 70, they mutilated their bodies, every single body. Hamza Sayyid al-Shuhada, his body was the most that was mutilated. Only one of them was not mutilated and that's Hamdala ghasil al-Malaika if you remember. Do you know why, can you guess why Hanzala, specifically his body was not mutilated? Do you remember who his father was? Tribal thing. Hanvala, his father, was fighting with Abu Sufyan. His his father was one of the Mushrikeen, the pagans who had sided with Abu Sufyan to kill the Muslims. So when he saw the body of his son, and remember, it was the day after his wedding, you know, on the battlefield, he took him to the side and he told them, That's my son, don't dismember his body. But he was really the only one who was spared. Just like Hur who was spared you know from uh, cutting his head and putting it on the spear because his family went there to protect him. But other than that everyone else was killed and everyone else's body they were mutilated in a a very severe way. But the Muslims they did not ever do that to their bodies. Not at Badr, not at Uhud, not in any of the battles do we find them mutilating their bodies because the teachings of Islam is to respect Uh, you know, the body of the dead, not to mutilate them.